0: Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy today's message. And as we get started this morning, um, you know, still in this series, be about it, and be about our Father's business. Are we going to be about the things that that we profess or that we claim that we talk about? Um, you know, I was talking to somebody here recently and just had things came up just about being religious or you know, claiming to know God or truly believing and I just think that when we come to this understanding of knowing who God is and truly believing, not just not just saying it, you know, not just trying we well, shouldn't just try to follow God. You know, I have this quote from Star Wars from Yoda. <laughs> you know. And uh, whenever he's training Luke and, and he says, "No, try not. I'm not going to do the voice actually, okay? So just be happy with the quote. He says, "No, try not. Do." or do not don't try do it or don't do it like there there is no try is what he said i sound just like him right i mean it's amazing no he's like listen don't you you can't live your life in this place of oh i'm going to try to do this i'm i'm going to try to follow god i'm going to try to be good i'm going to Try to be holy and all these things. It's like, no, do or do not. Don't try. You're either going to be it or you're not going to be it. Now, of course, that's not on us. It's not because we can do it ourselves. It's because God has given himself to us. His strength, his righteousness, his grace, all of those things are imputed on us that he's, he's blessed us with those that we can walk in them. But are we going to walk in them, or are we going to try? Or are we just going to say we are and not really do it? Are we going to do or do not? That's my question. But I love in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 11, it just says, Let such a person consider this. that what we are in word by letters when we are absent, such we will also be indeed when we are present. And as I was reading that, it just kind of like stirred up this stuff in me and and thinking about him saying, listen, we're writing you letters because we're not with you and we hope that we can come see you, we're going to spend time with you, but let me just tell you something that all these things that I am telling you about what's going on and what's happening, these things that we're saying to you. We're not just saying to you. Whenever we come to see you, you're actually going to see that we walk these things out, that we live this way. We walk in this power. We walk in this strength. It's not just something we talk about. It's something we do. And as I was thinking about this, you know, I just, in my life, and you could pick out so many different stories, I'm sure, in your own life, about that, that you come to these moments, and, and, you know, Tori and I have had discussions, and I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, do this. Or she's like, you know, I really want to do this. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. You know? And this thing about trying, it, it just kind of like hit me that like this trying is just an excuse. It's just like something we say when we're actually not doing it. You know, it's like, yeah, I've been trying to work out. No, I just haven't gone. I just haven't been to the gym. I'm not trying. I just, I just haven't done it. You know, and take anything else. It's, it's this try. I just, for some reason, it just kind of like hit me that like this word try is just an excuse It's just something we say, we're not doing it. You know, in this series, be about it. It's a similar thing. It's like be, just be about it. Be about God's business. Just do it. Just be about it. Be about what he's called you to. The dreams that he's given you. Be about the vision that he has for your life and and be about walking with him. Be about staying close and listening and hearing him whenever he's talking to you. Just be about it. Don't try. Do or do not, as Yoda would say. But as I was thinking about about this, I I just was thinking about, of course, a lot of stuff going on in the world. And as I say every single time, it's not like these things didn't happen 100 years ago or 50 years ago. And my grandma, although she's super young, has lived through probably two or three things, just as bad as we're going through right now. And many, we have so many great Joys. Joys, give me a hand. Come on now. That's it. That is not near as loud as I thought you would be. Because I got yelled at this morning because I forgot in the, in the team huddle to share that, that the Joys are having an event this weekend. And they were just like, bah! So, don't don't ever underestimate the joys. They're just like, they will come at you. Um, (laughs) But there's so many things that have happened, right? But I think about this. That there is a divide of People and and I'm not gonna go into all the all kinds of different things, but what I was thinking about for this sermon is there's fear and there's boldness. That there's this spirit of fear that is resting on really the earth, the whole world right now, and then there's also a spirit of boldness. And and what is the difference? You know, what is this thing? There's so many different situations where people would be like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just trying to make it. I'm trying to do this. And I know there's lots of stuff going on. I know there are lots of things to walk through and difficulties, whatever, you know, with your job or, or with family situations or with health and all these different things. But but I, I just felt God saying, just do it. Just hold on to me and, and walk in the strength of who I am, in the boldness of who I am, that with me you can stand up and walk in such strength and boldness that people are going to just like be like, what is that? What is happening? How could you possibly, how could you possibly act like that in the time that we're in? Or with this happening in your life right now, how could you possibly speak these truths and and, and be so confident and speak hope and speak joy and speak life in this situation? Because it's not about the situation that makes life or that makes joy or that makes righteousness or any of these things. It's not about the situation that we're walking through, it's about God, it's about Him. thinking about audacity you know and you use most of the time you use the term and, and it's like I mean, he had the audacity to speak to me that way or to do this but i want to be audacious i want to be brave i, I want to be courageous that's what i want for us for god's people to walk in such a boldness and a courage that that no matter what is going on, that it that I look like it's the best day of my life. You know, I have, I have a friend, Pat Bradley's friend of the church and great missionary, and and he says all the time, it's like, hey, how's it going? Best day of my life. Best day of my life. And you know, at first it's kind of like funny, but I'm like, you know what? Whether or not it is speaking that and feeling it inside, you know, it's so much better than walking up to somebody and saying, oh, I'm going through a bunch of stuff. I'm doing this or whatever, which we may be doing that. And he may not be having the best day of his life every single day because nobody ever really does. But I think about that attitude, And I want to feel like that every single day. And when somebody comes up and asks me, hey, how's it going? I want to say best day of my life. Why? Because I'm walking with God. Why? Because I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I'm following him. In Philippians 1.27, it says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of of the gospel of Christ. Whatever happens, I love it. Whatever happens, you know, conduct yourself worthy of the gospel of Christ. When? Well, just when things are going good, not when things are going bad. No, that's not what it says. It says whatever happens, in whatever situation or whatever season you're in, whatever you're walking through with your family or whatever it is, It says whatever. You know what whatever means? It means whatever. It it means any time. It means that you can pick any different situation or any different day, and it's that day. whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, then Whether I come to see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one Spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. See, I love this. He's taking this moment to share with them. Listen, in whatever happens, if you conduct yourself in a way to be aligned and and with the gospel of Christ, with the gospel, with what God has called us to, with who he has spoken or, or, or showed us to be and how we should live, if you're walking in that way, in whatever situation, it's going to show people around you who you are. And when they see you, they'll understand because that you won't be frightened in any way by anything, or it says, those who oppose you. And I was thinking about these things, these situations, you know, that, that, that we have and we get into, and there's frightening stuff that happens. And, you know, well, I guess I, I'll, I'll share this. So, like my car getting stolen. And because I share that with you, I will share with you, they did find the truck, and it was found, which was awesome. We were praying about that. But in that situation, there's, there's fear that, that tries to creep in. There's uns, this thing of being unsettled, like that, man, something has been stolen away from you. And... I did explain to you or share with you that that night I was just like, I was kind of a mess. Like, I didn't know what to think or how to feel and, and it wasn't doing very well, you know? And and then as Tori and I were talking, she was like, look, God is good. God is good and, and he will restore anything that's been stolen. And we may not know how he will do it, right after it happens and for the next couple of days. We may not know how he's going to restore, but he will restore what what has been stolen. That no matter what we walk through, God will restore. He will heal. Are we able to walk with a fearlessness into the world around us? You know, and that's the, that's the question, I guess, that I had for myself and for us, like, as I was studying this and just thinking about all these things and I, I was thinking about, am I going to walk out into the world and be scared of what's going to happen? Or am I going to walk out into the world saying, you better be scared because this is going to happen because I'm here and God's here. Who's going to be afraid? In Proverbs 28 1, it says The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous. Are bold as a lion. See, the wicked flee when nothing's even happening. Now I was thinking about this, you know, and trying to think of just different scenarios. Okay, like, well, when is it that, you know, the wicked flee or, or those that are just not in the right, it, it, take it, can I break it down to you like this? Like, those that are not right with God or those that are that have something in their life that has not been brought to him to let him have to take that from us, our sin, that shame, all those things get scared about everything and i was I was thinking about because trying to think of something that would relate to me and it sorry to say, it has to be about cars and driving, but I was thinking about, you know, there's different scenarios that I've been in, driving a car, and then driving by a policeman, <laughs> or hearing the sirens, okay? In the one scenario, I'm just driving, you know, like the Sunday drive, driving, driving speed limit, maybe just a tad over, you know, and then you hear the siren, you know, going, or you see that policeman come by and you're like, how's it going? Right? You're like, yeah, good afternoon, good to see you. And then the other scenario, I may or may not have been in this place where you're driving a little bit too fast, right? And, and you're going over the speed limit enough to be in the place where you hear the siren, it's like, woo, 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 and you're like, slam on the brakes, and your heart jumps right out of your head, you know, and you're like, <laughs> you know. And they just drive right by. They're going somewhere else, chasing somebody else. They're not chasing you, they're chasing somebody else that did something wrong. And I was thinking about that scenario, and in the moment, you know, that I maybe, well, maybe I was going a little over the speed limit, but I wasn't doing anything real bad or doing anything real, real wrong, but I was about to turn around and take off running, you know? Not really. I wouldn't run away from the cops. But you know what I'm saying? It's like in that moment you take off running. Maybe when you're a kid, you know, and now I've got kids. But, but when you're a, a, a kid and, and you do something you shouldn't do, like this one time, I got, it's about me, it's all right. Uh, she said, uh-oh, is he going to call somebody out? I was pretty young, pretty small. And I hung on the garage door. Anybody ever do that? When they were little, you push the garage door button, it starts going up, you grab the bottom of it. I wasn't as tall, I, I mean, really, until I was 18, I was a little, super short. But I was like this big, and man, that was a fun ride. You know, you hit the garage door, and then it pulls you up a couple of feet you drop off close the garage door it closes push it again run over and grab onto it and you just keep doing it over and over and over until your dad comes (laughs) he's like stop playing with the garage door you better not hang on the garage door anymore don't do that And then, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. Wait about 30 minutes. (laughs) Dad's off on the other side of the house and start riding up, look back, the door opens. He's like, what are you doing? And then you just take off running, you know? wasn't me. (laughs) I don't know what happened. But in that moment, what comes out is this fear. And this fear because there's something in us that we haven't been right about. We haven't been truthful. We haven't done what Well, in that case, my dad had told me to, but God has told us to. We're not living in a way, giving those things to him, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous. And this doesn't, see, and you say, well, I mean, does that mean that anytime you're bold, you're righteous? No, it doesn't mean that. And it doesn't mean that anytime you're scared, you're wicked or sinful either. Because there's boldness in the world that isn't righteousness. It's more like stupidity, you know? Like, I'm so dumb, I'm going to be confident in what I'm doing. But what we're talking about is a boldness in working with God. And that's more of a natural boldness, this is more of a spiritual boldness. Walking with strength and integrity trust and knowing who God is. See, because in Proverbs 14, 16, it says, the wise are cautious and avoid danger. See, when you get into something like this, when it's talking about different things going on around you, there's things that you should walk into and things that you shouldn't, Right? So when you're walking with God and there's a boldness in you, you are going to understand those things that you shouldn't walk into. Not being like, hey, I got God with me and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to go, you know, hang out with, I don't know. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, there's certain things that you shouldn't do. But then it says, fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. The same word, that same word that translates bold in the other scripture translates into a reckless confidence or a carelessness in this scripture. So it's the same word. The problem is it's used in two different ways. I mean, whenever we are using it. I can use a boldness that comes directly from myself thinking I'm something and it's really careless. It's really being uh, having a reckless confidence. But when I'm following God and trusting him, walking with him and living righteous, not because of myself, but because of him, and stepping into a situation where I know he wants me to step into, then there's a boldness that comes not from me, but from him. It's not a carelessness. It's exactly what he wants me to do. So what happens is is that this thing comes up in us and speaks to us, run away. What is that? It's our conscience. It's our spirit. That conscience that God's given us, that he has created us, and you know what? He's created us for righteousness. And we don't, when we don't walk that way, when we start being stupid or start doing stuff that we shouldn't do, it causes us to feel all this turmoil inside and then we start to run away. The first reaction, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about when God comes and wants to wrap his arms around us and forgive us and we run away. Right when it says that the wicked just turn around and run. But God didn't come. He didn't send his son for us because we were righteous. He sent his son for us because we were sinful. Because we needed him. So in reality, the reason that sometimes we run away from God is really the reason why he came. And he says, I don't want you to run away. I want you to run to me. And let me take that thing. So when you did something bad when you were a kid, what did you want to do? Maybe put your head down. Hang your head low. Hope nobody sees you. Maybe turn around and run away. so many times we walk in this same way, even as grown-ups, with our head down, a lack of strength, a lack of, we just walk in such, like this, this place of, I'm just not, I'm not good, I, I'm not right. I'm not righteous. I'm not holy. I'm not who God created me to be. The good thing is, God says, that's not not why I sent my son, because you are good, because you are so holy. I sent my son to bring holiness to you. I sent my son to bring righteousness to you so that he could take and wrap his arms around you. And whenever I see you, I actually see him and his righteousness in you. So how do we have this boldness? How do we have it? We have it from him. When we come and run to him, you know, when we look at Adam, you know, this is kind of the first place that you see something like this happen. When you look at Adam and Eve, and, you know, of course, most of us know the story. God placed them in the garden, let them rule over it, name the animals, do all this stuff. Anybody ever think about, like, how did he think of that stuff? How do you think about names for all these animals? I don't know, I mean, maybe you could come up with it, but, like, how exactly did, did he do that? He just walked, ah, that looks like a lion. Ah, looks like a cow. There you go, cow. I don't know, it just like came out. Anyway, that's not my message, but some of those things just fascinate me. But when we think about Adam and Eve and God had placed them in the garden, asked them to live and to cultivate and to take charge of the garden, just don't eat of this tree right here. And all of a sudden you have this moment where the devil tempts Adam and Eve and they eat of it. All of a sudden they did something that God told them not to do. In Genesis 3 verse 8 it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Isn't it so interesting? It's the same exact things that happen to us today. They heard. He had walked with them in the cool of the day. They had heard him come in so many times, so many times before. He'd come in, and they're just standing there and they're like, hey, God, what's up? I don't even know. Like, can you imagine? He just shows up and just walks with them. And they had been doing that. And all of a sudden, this moment, something had changed. And all of a sudden, they heard something, and they knew it was God. And this time, it frightened them. I think about different situations now, some silly situations, but like whenever Tori and I were at home one night, and it was late, And we heard this, bang, 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 like this. And we're like, jumped out of bed. I mean, I like ran, and I'm like, we're being attacked, you know? (laughs) Seriously. It was like this thing that happened. And I'm running around, and I go downstairs, and my dog had a metal cage and had a really bad itch. It was just scratching. You guys took it a little bit. This, this, this crate, you know, that we put him in at night, and he was scratching so hard, and his leg was hitting that metal crate going, dh, 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 dh. And the thing was rattling, and I thought we were being attacked, but there's this, is, you know, I think about that, relate to Adam, it's like, I mean, I've heard the sounds of my dog in a crate before, I've heard it many times, but there's something that had changed. You know, I don't know, and I, I imagine, I can't really remember, but like if there was something that we were worried about or something that had happened and we had heard, you know, something in us. And we have sometimes these things come in us and brings this fear into our spirit, this unsettledness. And then all of a sudden, the wind, you know, sounds like howling banshees coming at us, you know, or... It makes the dark, you know, when you walk up the stairs when you were a kid. Anybody ever do that? As soon as the lights go out, you take off it. Because there's got to be something in that basement. I know there wasn't two seconds ago when the light was on, but now there's something. But so many times we allow ourselves to get in the place where these things start bringing fear and discouragement and unsettledness, like into our, into our heart, into our spirit. And God says, that is not how I have created you. I've created you for righteousness. I've created you to walk with me. And in verse nine, it says, then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Funny, because pretty sure God knew exactly where he was, but he just wanted to know. You know, he wanted Adam to say it. Now, I, f- I believe God is, is the same way with us, you know, and he calls us. He's like, hey, where are you? Where are you? He's there. He's actually right next to you, but he's asking, where are you? Not because he can't find you, but because you're trying to hide yourself from him. And Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And something had changed because he had brought something else into this relationship with God that shouldn't be there. And God says, are you going to take... See... Let's see if I can explain this the right way. It's not that we're not, it's not that we don't bring things into the relationship, but are we holding on to them and running away? Are we holding on to them with an open hand to give to God? Because so many times we feel like, that oh, I've got this thing. God's not going to accept me. I've got this thing that I did or I've done or the way that I acted or whatever else and and we run and hide like Adam and Eve did. But God said, I see that thing. I know that thing. And actually, the reason that I sent my son is to take that thing from you when you bring it to me. Would you just walk to me? would you just come and bring that that shame or that thing that you've been holding on to, that thing that you dealt with and never told anybody, can you just bring that to me and let me have it? And in all this, the reason I'm talking about this is because, so who are those bold as lying people? Not people that are perfect, not people that, that, have done everything right. They're people that have come and allowed God to be a part of their life and allowed God to take the things and uh, impute on them this righteousness instead of running away from Him. Those are the bold. In Psalm 32, 1, it says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, Blessed is a man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. It's not because we can fix, like we've fixed everything or we've done it all right. It's because God has given us his righteousness by giving us his son. It's because he sent him to die on the cross. Now, it says here, your transgressions can be forgiven, whose sin is covered. And at the end here, it says, he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. How does this happen? How how do we get to that point? You know what it tells us? It says, basically we just have to trust in the Lord. Instead of trusting in ourselves and trusting in what we can do or what we know to trust in Him and who He is. If we can place our trust in Him, then all of a sudden He comes and takes and gives himself to us so that we can walk in His righteousness. Do do we trust the Lord in these situations? And now we go back to these things that we can walk through, these things going on in life or even right now in this day and age that we live in. Do we trust the Lord? Do we trust him? Do we trust him over the thought telling us to run? Do we trust him over... the thoughts creeping in, trying to tell us to be afraid? Are we allowing him to come and bring the boldness that he's created us to walk in, or are we running away? I don't want to run away. I want to be bold as lions. In Hebrews 10, Verse 22 It says, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him, for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. How do we get this boldness? We get this boldness by running to God instead of running away from Him. We get this boldness because our consciences, our stuff, our mess that we may have done or may have gone through, it gets sprinkled with Christ. Our ice cream gets sprinkles on top. Guys, that was funny. Okay. No. (laughs) It's like, it's funny that it says it that way, but I, I just feel like it's this thing that like it just covers over my mess. And it It means that I'm still not perfect, that there's no way that I myself can be perfect or I can have this boldness of myself because I can do everything right. And it's not me, but I got sprinkled. I got the righteousness of Christ sprinkled on top so I can walk around in this boldness because he's wrapped around me, because he's right here. And it's not me, it's him. That's the reason that I can be bold as a lion. So are we going to run to him or from him? Are we going to be about it? Are we going to be bold as a lion? Are we going to run away at this shadows? Are we going to run away at the wind thinking it's those banshees coming? Are we going to you know just take off running? Are we going to allow ourselves to be, to be wrapped up in fear or are we going to trust God and say, no, he's, he's been sprinkled all on top? I, I can't help but walk with boldness. I can't help but walk in the strength of who he is because I'm walking with God, because I'm walking with him. Righteousness is wrapped all around us you know I was, I was thinking about that and it's like imagine you you know having this like this royal robe being wrapped around you could you imagine being somebody didn't have anything was a mess, no money, no, no nothing. And and I've seen like, have you ever seen some of those those things where somebody's just been had, had such a rough time and and they're looking all like ragged in the clothes and and they they this you know hair and beard that's not been cut or anything like that. And they're just just looking so just defeated and down. And then somebody takes them and says, I'm going to clean you up. I, w- I want to do something for you. I want to give you clothes. I want to take you somewhere to get yourself cleaned up. And all of a sudden, in hours, right? And I'm saying this is in the natural but I'm going to relate it to us and God. But within hours, all of a sudden, there's a change in the way that they stand there's a, way, there's a change in the way that they hold themselves. That, that they walk with this like, here I am. Look at me. Look how good I look. And just a few minutes ago, they were walking with this just kind of like, spirit of defeat. And now think about that we're all those beggars. We're all those ones that that don't have enough to make ourselves all clean and and all the way that we should be. We We can't clean ourselves up. But the amazing thing is that God came and cleaned us up. He said, I came. What you have to do, right, is what it says, is trust in me. Let me be a part of your life and all of a sudden, That mess that you couldn't get yourself out of. He said, I'll get you right out of it when you walk with me. I'll clean you right up. Whenever somebody sees you, they're going to see me. They're going to see my royal robe around you. You're going to see my expensive clothes wrapped around you. Walk with that boldness and that confidence of who I am would you stand with me 1st John it says that their hearts no longer condemn them that's the thing without without god Our hearts condemn us. It's a war within ourselves. And the only way that the battle can be won is with God in the midst of that battle. That those things that have been fighting against who we believe that we are, who we know that we are, those things that have been keeping us down, those things that have been making us run to numb out in some way, those things that have been making us run and hide, battling against who we are created to be, that battle is won with God. And what I'm saying now is that we are supposed to be bold as lions. And the way that we do that is with Him. It's not that fear doesn't come. It's not that you don't walk through moments of feeling that come upon you. Because I'll tell you, in those couple of moments that, you know, with the car and and some other things that we've dealt with, and it it feels like you're not going to get out of it. I know that. It feels like. How is this ever going to be made better? How is this ever going to be made right? And all of a sudden, our mind starts spinning and saying, Something, you know, it's what did I do wrong to make this happen? Why is somebody out to get me? I mean, so many things. And these are just the things that have gone through my head. Can't anything good happen? Why do all these bad things just happen to me? I'm just throwing stuff out, but I know that we all go through these moments. But I believe today God just wants to speak to us and say, listen, there's no, there's no one that's righteous in themselves, not one. But what I want to do is I want to wrap my righteousness around you. I want you to walk with the strength that I've created you to walk with. I want you to walk with a boldness and audacity to stand up and speak and share truth so that people know, so that people know who God is. I want you to walk with the strength, not Walking in fear that something's going to come and something bad is going to happen. But walk knowing that whatever happens, God is with you. That he will save. He will deliver. He will restore. And I can tell you that I don't know how it will all happen. But I know that God is faithful. I know that his promises will be fulfilled. I know that His people will be protected when we are walking with Him. Just as I close, I I was just thinking, I was talking with Miles, my son, he's way at college, and he's like, hey, I'm going to get a tattoo. And I'm like, what? It's like, why don't you wait on that? He's like, okay. Maybe when I come home, we can get tattoos together. I'm like, okay, we'll do that. I'm like okay so so what are you what are you wanting to get you know like a car he's like really into cars like you know get a big car on your back or something but he was like no the scripture that says to live is christ and to die is gain and i was like <clears throat> i love that scripture and that's a scripture that i stand on because know, whenever something happens, and of course, there are things that come, and, and you got these feelings, and these things in your head that are not right, you know, telling you, you should fear, you should be thinking this thing, and it's all bad, but whenever I think about that scripture, I say, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I don't care what happens here. Christ suffered, how do I think that I'm any better than him, that I shouldn't suffer? that I shouldn't have to walk through things. To die is gain. Whatever I have to walk through, and even if I have to die, it's only going to be better. It is only going to get better. And I will live like Christ so that I can gain what He has called me to, what He wants from me, what He wants for us. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.